Well, today we are teaching on born to be. We was not born to be sinners. We were not born to be liars. We were not born to be fornicators. We were not born to be gossip. Gossiper. We were not born to hate, to hold unbelief in our heart. We was born to be God's dwelling place. To me, that is the highest, uh, 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 the highest uh, expectation, the highest demand, the highest whatever you want to say, that God can place a mankind, Jehovah God, the God that created everything, the God that needs nothing to create it something, the God that can speak to what he wants and create it what he wants, that God. Choose a temple, our body that have known so much sin and practiced so much sin. God want that body to become his dwelling place. We was born to be a dwelling place for God. And as soon as the church realized what you was born to be, maybe you will stop being what the devil wants you to be. We was born to be a home, a home, a place where he live, a place where he dwell, a place where he can have his right away, a place that he can teach us, a place that he is at home. We was born to be a home. We was not born for sin. We was not born for gossip. We was not born to become liars, adultery, Abuse our body with drugs and alcohol. We, our body was not created for that. When God created mankind, God created in the mind of God, he created a place that he can hide himself in and walk up on earth again. And demonstrate himself. Show himself strong. Be a blessing to someone else through us. Be a help to someone else through us. We are to walk through earth as a temple, knowing that God dwells in us for people can come and be delivered. I'm not talking about the house. Your temple. Your temple is a place that God dwells in for people to come to ask for help, for people to come to be healed. For people to come and said, I notice there's a peace upon you. I want to know about the peace. Because every time you come into my present, that peace that is living on the inside of you manifests itself through you. And I can sense a peace that you have a peace that I know that passes all understanding. This is what God promised to give to his body. He said, my peace that I leave with you is a peace that the world cannot understand. 
because it's a peace in the midst of problems. It's a peace in the midst of difficulty. It's a peace in the midst of when you cannot see your way out. There's still a peace and there's a rest that the world has never seen. There's a rest in him that you know in him that he will cause you to triumph and victoriously in every situation. When we realize who is dwelling in us, when you realize that the spirit of God, the spirit of God, the spirit of God dwell in us who can defeat us we defeat ourselves with what we say what we do and how we respond to life but according to my Bible there is no defeat for a child of God it's almost impossible to be defeated it's almost impossible to lose around with the devil we choose to lose around with the devil because my Bible tell me that God said behold I give unto the church power over all the enemy of the world we have triumphant power, resurrection power. Nothing can hold down the temple of God. Jesus. <laughs> Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, you know, I want to explain, try to explain my emotion. I am a radical emotion person for God, and I love it. To ease his own. I am so satisfied with God. See, when you become satisfied with God, I'm satisfied with just being called a child of God. That is the highest crown that any human being can ever have is to be called a child of the almighty God. To be called a daughter and a son of God. That is the highest honor that God could ever place upon a human being. That's why the angels question God. Say, who is man? Who is he? What is he? He always messing up. He's never faithful to you. He always tell lies. He always make promise that he, to you that he never keep. Who is this man? Who is this man that constantly saying, God, if you get me out of this, I promise you, God didn't ask us to make no promise with him because God, no man always break his promise. That's why God said, I'm not like the son of man that I shall tell lies. Neither the son of man that I shall repent. If I said that I'm going to visit your house at 9 o'clock, you turn the light on because I'll be knocking on your door. That's why he said, who, who is man that thou art so mindful of him? And the son of man that you always pay him a visit. Come back and check on him. Well, that was the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, God is not paying us a visit. He declared that now your temple is now my dwelling place. I visit you 24-7. Because he said, lo, I will never, never leave you comfortless. Again, I will come to you, and I will make my home in you. To me, to me, to know that, give me all the assurance in the world that I know whatever I step out to do, if God still step out, 
Doesn't matter what it seemed like. Doesn't matter how, what it looked like. All I need to know that God said do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. All I need to know that my God and my Lord, the bishop and the shepherd and the God of my salvation said do it. We need to get to know God that way. So you can face life with much assurance that you're going to come out as a winner. Get to know God. Because if he said it, do it. The disciples got to know God in such a way that they was willing to die upside down for the gospel's sake. New Testament. That was not the Old Testament people. New Testament people. We are the New Testament people. But how did they get to a place in their mind when they said, for Christ I live and for Christ I die? What kind of life would they live in? They lived a dying life unto God. A crucified life. A soul out life for God. What I'm saying is I'm not worthy to be crucified the way that Jesus Christ was crucified. Crucify me upside down. Can we say that today? Can we live a life close in God that people will see the God in us and want to be saved? What do they see when they look at you? Do they see Jesus that we were just saying about? Or they see your flesh in motion? What do they see when they look at you? They just hear you making noise about Jesus or your life is defined in who you are inside. We, do, we can sing, we can talk, that's, that's good. But the lifestyle that you live makes all the difference in the world. The Bible says, let us not, not, not uh, uh, love in this words only but do some deeds. What are you doing to make a difference in the kingdom of God? 